Hello, welcome back to the Masonic Roundtable, a weekly program where Masons from around the world get together to talk about Masonic news and opinions in a friendly and social manner. As a reminder, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely the opinions of the participants and do not represent any Grand Lodge statements or positions. Make sure you keep your conversations open for the public and on the level. As always, to interact with us, we love seeing you live Thursday nights at 9.30 Eastern. Seeing you both live in Facebook land and on YouTube. And as always, if you can't catch us live, love seeing you later in the chat replays or in your favorite podcast app. So let's see. You know who I am. Let me get my introduction up. My name is John Ruark. I'm a past master of the Patriot Lodge number 1957 in Fairfax, Virginia. And that's my introduction for this evening. Next up, Jason Richards. Hey, Jason. Hey, John. Jason Richards here, uh, past master of Acacia Lodge number 16 in Clifton, Virginia, and member of Lafayette Lodge number 79 in Zanesville, Ohio. Glad to be here. Awesome. Glad to have you here. All right, and we have not one but two special guests for tonight, Ooh. and so I'm going to let I'm going to let you pick which one of the two to introduce first, and I'll cut over to them. So it's <laughs> off to you. All Jason. right, we will uh, we will start with Brother Tyler Dunlap, yay, uh, who is uh, joining us from Zanesville, Ohio. He is a past master of the Lodge of Amity Number Five. Hello and good evening. Anything else yep. you'd like to say, Tyler? Um. Yeah, my name's Tyler Dunlap, past master of Lodge of Amity number five. I'm also a plural member of the Lodge of Irville and the Lodge of Lafayette number 79 in Zanesville. Excellent. All right. And, yep. Brilliant. and last, but certainly not least, um, we have with us uh, special guest brother Jess Rains, the past Grand Master of Masons in the state of Ohio. Good evening. It's great to be with you guys. And uh, as you said, uh, past Grand Master of, uh, in 2019 here in the Ohio and a past Master of Valley Lodge number 145 in Malta. So great awesome. to be with you guys tonight. Awesome. And uh, I think that uh, for our, our viewers on YouTube, they win a prize if they can count the numbers of square encompasses that you have on you or amongst <laughs> you around your office there. <laughs> you have quite a collection. <laughs> thank you awesome special prize yeah <laughs> it's jason's love i and should respect. have worn my invest pin i've got it hanging up on my pin apron <laughs> awesome okay and before we get into tonight's topic definitely want to give a special shout out to the patrons who support the show you guys are awesome we've had some good book sharing your book recommendations this week so if you want to go check those out you can as always head over to patreon.com slash the masonic roundtable and uh, chip in a few bucks, support the show, and catch us every day of the week, not just Thursdays. All right. Well, tonight we're going to talk about Masonic time capsules, not to be confused with cornerstones, or maybe they're related, maybe they're not. But we have a very special reason as to why we're having this discussion because of recent events. So, Jason, why don't you set the stage for us on uh, why we brought these two astute brethren into tonight's show. Uh, sure, John. So um, many of you will will know um, Brother Dave Merkel and I went on to the Historical Light podcast back in January of this year uh, to talk about the um, the fire in the Zanesville Masonic Temple um, on January sixth. Uh, someone ended up. Uh, what I believe ended up happening was someone ended up microwaving a not damp enough wash rag. And when they disposed of the, the hot wash rag, the garbage can caught fire and ended up oh, um, burning the Zanesville Masonic Temple to the ground. And this is, this is a building that, you know, been around since the turn of the, uh, the 20th century. I think it was erected in 1902 or 1903. And Tyler can, can correct me on the dates uh, <laughs> to the point where it used to house Lafayette Lodge as well as the Lodge of Amity. Um, my grandfather was raised in that building. I believe my great-grandfather was raised in that building as well. And so one of the things that thankfully the brethren were able to recover 
from the remains of the building that has now been completely torn down is a <coughs> excuse me a time capsule that um, was uh, was buried when the the building was erected and so the opening of that time capsule happened this past Saturday night in a special ceremony in, in Zanesville. And so uh, Brother Tyler and Brother Jess were both there and wanted to bring them on to talk about what they found and what it means. Okay, so what did you find and what does it mean? <laughs> so the first question I have is, so the the time capsule was placed there when the building was erected. Do we know about how long that time capsule has been there? Uh, yeah, it was uh, June 24th of 1902. So that was the exact date that it was placed. That um, Well, they, that was the exact date that the cornerstone was placed. The ceremony was placed. We do not know the exact date of the time capsule. Um, the papers that were in the time capsule, actually the Sunday paper, um, the newspaper of the Sunday paper, because that January 24th was on a Tuesday, that Sunday paper following on the 29th was found in the time capsule. So they, we know that we, that they at least waited a week after to have placed the time capsule on top of the cornerstone before they placed the other uh, piece of limestone on top of that uh, to seal that up. So that's kind of a neat tidbit. Um, I guess nothing happens um, fast. And <laughs> nothing lightning fast, right? <laughs> the mortar had to set. We'll go with that, that excuse. Yep. Awesome. Okay. And so, so you planned a big event uh, for this, yep. the opening of this. So walk me through kind of the preparations you had to do the logistics behind the scenes because there's some press you know again i showed a little clip here of some press that was there um a lot of people a lot of dignitaries i'm sure you wanted to invite at least what was going through your mind as you were setting up this big reveal just tyler feel free either one of you can jump in at any time well um i so our lodge actually formed a committee for that. And um, I wasn't originally on the committee, but I got kind of put on it uh, towards the end. Um, we had one date planned. We were planning on doing it the second or the, the next day after the 24th of June. We were planning on doing it the 25th. And uh, then we had to postpone it to uh, this last in July, just because um, how big of an event we wanted to have. And uh, it was a big undertaking, but um, we, we wanted to make sure that the Grandmaster was there. We wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, all the Masons in Ohio had the opportunity um, to come and we got the word out. And uh, we never expected what we found in there. Um, it was the the best case scenario for us, uh, really. So it was um, it was quite an event for the people that did show up. Um, so it was uh, it was really worthwhile. So, and, uh, so, so nobody did any sneak peeks before the event, right? Yeah, <laughs> you didn't cut it open. No, and no, no, or shove anything no new in there. It, it didn't open. How did a twenty twenty two penny get in there? Yeah, but you actual, knew what was supposed to be in there, right? Because you so had it recorded. Yeah, yes and no. Mm. So we had some okay. things recorded. Yeah, yes, but uh, what was actually in there was kind of, um, it was kind of, uh, to me, it was really surprising, I thought, um, because it was more it was more about the town of Zanesville, the city of Zanesville, I guess at that, well, at that point it wasn't a city, but it was more about the city of Zanesville. It was less about Freemasonry than it was about Zanesville. I thought, cause, Interesting. um, when we broke it down, it was, uh, cause I've been categorizing what was in the time capsule. Cause I, I currently have the contents and, um, we're going to be taking it, uh, up to Cleveland for preservation next week. And uh, it was about, I would say, 20% Freemasonry and 80% City of Zanesville. 
So, I mean, just historical wise, I mean, they, they wanted us to know what the, the city was like in 1902. That's pretty cool. So I, I, I think it's, I think it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, really planned it out very well. And I, I really commend our brothers for, you know, our historians for doing that. Cause it really was, I mean, I think it was remarkable how they did and how they planned it out. So what was the most, um, anxiety inducing or what was the thing you were most worried about in getting this event together? Cause this is, this is a big deal. I mean, you, again, you've already heard you've had to move the dates. You wanted to make sure the gray master had a chance to get there. I'm sure he didn't drop his calendar just to go to your, yep. your, your opening. Right. So what were some of the other things that uh, you had to prepare for, you know, that, that you were kind of worried about? Um, ticket sales, mm-hmm. attendance, uh, were we pricing the event right? Um, were we getting the word out correctly? We use social media. Um, we did learn some things that we didn't necessarily know, like the old, the old time media is really is what you should use. So if anybody does this in the future, put it in the newspaper. Perfect. Make sure you have it on TV. Make sure you, you know, I mean, we we did use TV. Um, but you know, we, we should have really did that a lot earlier. So, I mean, if anybody ever does this in the future, which hopefully God forbid you never have to do, because you only reveal time capsule when something terrible happens, um, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, there's definitely things that we, uh, learned that we could have done differently, but, um, well, and that's what I was hoping uh, to learn from you guys is to hear, you know, what went well, what didn't go so well. Cause again, there's going to be more of these. Okay. Yeah, so I, I think it's interesting. Um, you know, you you have to know some of the history, um, you know, to really appreciate what what transpired. And you know, the fact is that that uh, the laws had divested themselves of the building uh, uh, several years ago, and so while they remained tenants, uh, they were not the owners uh, of the of the building. And so when they sold the building, they really gave up their rights to uh, the property uh, to the time capsule. And when the time capsule was recovered, of course, uh, the owners of the building, which there are four of them, uh, four gentlemen, uh, none of which are Masons, uh, were in possession uh, of this time capsule. And uh, Tyler can tell the story much better because he was there uh, in in first person uh, rather than me getting the story secondhand. So, um, Tyler, why don't you tell uh, listeners about that uh, experience? And then I'd like to elaborate a little bit about um, Tyler, please, I need. please correct a past grandmaster any chance you can. So just want to throw <laughs> it. Yes. With prejudice. Well, <laughs> With extreme prejudice. Well, I wasn't first. I was I wasn't true first opinion, but the the opinion that I have on that is those four those four owners are are masons in spirit, even though they aren't they haven't been raised yet. Even though I think we're going to raise them sometime soon, hopefully. Um, they uh, yeah, Jess is exactly right. They did not ha- have any. I mean, they had no. I mean, they did not owe us anything, really. They did that truly out of the kindness of their hearts. They knew that um, it was more sentimental to us than it would be to them. They said, you know, they were, they literally took the time capsule and they, the, the city of Zanesville was coming upon them, wanting them to get the building tore down. They, they tore the building down. It was in the middle of the night. They took, they, they said, Hey, to the construction crew, we think there's a time capsule in here. They've been told that there was a time capsule in there. And, um, the EPA was on their back at the time and the construction crew literally went through the limestone. It split apart and there it was. Wow. And one, one of the owners, he kind of grabbed it. Put it under his arm, look left, look right, <laughs> went over to his truck, put it in his truck, didn't say a word. And literally, that was really how he got the time capsule. That's so it right there, right? Called up, 
he called up uh, one of our brothers, Matt Baldwin, the next day, and he said, hey, uh, I think I got something that uh, might belong to you. And uh, we were sitting around thinking about it, and we think it means more to you guys than it does to us. Um, if there's anything really valuable in it, we would like you know you to help us out if you could, because at that time they were you know underwater, and uh, they said you know, but we we wanted to go to the Lodge of Amity because we were good to them. So and and we will you know stand by that in the end. That's but great. Uh, it was really just uh, it was. I mean, it was one of those God moments where it just all played out. And, uh, you know, those four guys, you know, I give them all the all the thanks in the world. And we uh, truly do owe it all to them uh, for doing that to us because they didn't they definitely did not have to. They could have that night went went around and sat and took a knife and opened yeah. that thing up. Yeah. They wouldn't they all, know what the heck we're looking at. They all have petitions <laughs> but, now, right? Is that what I heard? They, Oh yeah, oh yeah, they <laughs> definitely have petitions, that's for sure. But um don't pass on that they, opportunity. Uh, yeah, but it's uh it was amazing how it all chained of events and um the that building burnt down during the week. Um that Saturday I remember I was in my family room and Matt gave me a call cuz Matt was the first one to found out and he had to wait until the EPA was letting up on the owners because um, there was asbestos and all that other issues going on with the building. And then when that happened, when they were, when they got the go-ahead that, hey, this was, a, this was a good find to have the time capsule in our possession, um, he called me up and said, hey, uh, we got this, baby. Um, I just dropped to my knees because I, I couldn't believe it. I thought everything was lost because we had so much history wow, in that yeah. building of 216 you know, some years. And it was just amazing because it was, uh, you know, that was all we had left of yeah, our history. You know, of all that, so was, I, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because this really is like a, you know, a ray of sunshine on a normally, you know, a rainy day because yeah. you, you, had, you had lost so much history. So, you know, so much of, you know, jason's ancestral history there yeah. like you know it, it's it's awful for any any lodge to have to deal with that and yet you know you can see you know some light at the end of the tunnel some beacon of, of hope that comes out of these uh, right from the ashes you can rise again yeah the, the phoenix i mean the lodge family has been around since 1805 so mm -hmm. thomas jefferson was president at that time Wow. So, I mean, he was the third president of the United States. So mm -hmm. that's kind of, that's what I always put my mindset back to is, I mean, we've been through the Civil War. We've been through World War One, World War Two. I mean, to me, it's just, that's what's amazing to me about this fraternity is how long we've sustained through it all. So Exactly. So last Saturday night, the owners were actually telling the story. They were sitting around. And they were considering, uh, you know, opening this time capsule and, uh, you know, in thoughts that there was going to be something, uh, you know, spectacular uh, inside and something of uh, incredible uh, monetary value, I think. And uh, the Templar you know, treasure. Guys, yeah, Matt national and treasure. Tyler called me and said, hey, we have this. Uh, I said, well, it's a good thing they didn't because they may have been really disappointed what was in there because, you know, what you typically is a collection of Masonic artifacts and, and local history at the time, uh, which is exactly what we found. And so I, uh, I refrained from going over on Saturday night and, and uh, you know, nudging those guys with my elbow and saying, boy, aren't you glad you didn't open this? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I, they, I'm they glad you did, bored. Jess, because I didn't. I did that exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad one of us refrained. <laughs> yeah. But no, they they took it in stride. But, I mean, there were some things that were, that were very cool in that time capsule. I mean, we found... Uh, there were some stamps that I think were probably very collectible in well, yeah, it. Let's, I mean, let's uh, transition to that then. So what... Uh, what were some of the contents there? And I know that um, we have some photos as well. Uh, yeah, let me, uh, let me throw yeah. my screen up here. We can talk through some of those. 
I'm a visual learner, so it's good to good to see what's inside the time capsule. Look at that. And uh, of course, before we start, you'll see each picture. Of course, we uh, we owe a great deal of gratitude to uh, Paula Lively, uh, who is uh, masonically connected and is uh, a professional uh, photographer, a professional and amateur at at both times, depending on what time of day you catch her and talk to her. Um, but this here on the uh, the right hand side uh, is, is the time capsule itself. Um, you know, it was a lead. Uh, box and uh, all uh, soldered closed and we had it on the, the very nice podium there uh, you can see Tyler and Matt on the left carrying it in once they took it out of the cornerstone and uh, bringing it in uh, in preparation uh, to be cut open here uh, in this photo in the center of the screen, our current uh, Grandmaster Tim, Most Wish Brother Tim Wheeland, uh, and uh, the Wishful Master Chad Bonifield and myself were, were getting gloved up and ready uh, when this uh, box say, comes open. What do, you, and then, what do you cut these things open with? What do we have here? So, so here it is. Uh, brother uh, Mike James uh, had his uh, power tools and. Uh, had a vibratory blade on there uh, to essentially cut through the lead. And uh, he did a very nice job. Made relatively quick work of, of uh, getting it open and keeping it intact, I would say. Mm -hmm. Tyler? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did a great job, and it, it is still intact. He um, just cut three of the sides and lifted it up, and it's um, still the fourth side is still intact now. So nice. Okay. So we cracked the sucker open, and I mean it's it's about what a little bit bigger than a shoebox, right? So it it's can't can't uh, store furniture or anything in there, but what were some of the contents that you discovered or, or rediscovered inside this? Um, let's get down to some of that. I'm sure so, the pictures. Yeah. To stop right on there, Jess, because this is one of the things. That one picture, I'm on. I'm on. Me as being the lay person that I am, I'm on Y City News because they're filming this thing live and they're put posting it on Facebook, and I'm on uh, Facebooks, and I'm saying, "Oh my God." There is tissue paper back in 1902. Because <laughs> I see that tissue paper and it looks just as yellow as the day they put it in. And mm -hmm. when I saw that, the only thing I thought was everything is golden. Because when, when you see that tissue paper and how good that it looked, you knew that everything else in that box was going to come out just perfect. Yeah, they did a because great job preserving that. There's That's no awesome. way that that tissue paper would look just that good. And um, there's a green book on the top of there. And that green book is a is a directory of Zanesville. And the way they, they had that laid out, so that not only tells you the businesses that were in Zanesville at that time, but it also has the, the street names and everybody that lived on the street in Zanesville and it, so it laid out their, their last names and who they were. So that's how they laid it out. So in our modern phone books that we had, we would have the last names alphabetized and then it would tell you, you their address. Well, the way it was laid out back then, they would lay out the street name and then you would see the last names of all the people that lived on that street. So that was kind of the contrast. But the pages in that book were pure white. Wow. It was just like that book was printed yesterday. It was amazing how well that the condition of that book is from being in 1902. So 
I did want to point that out. Yeah, I mean, preserved history, that's amazing, right? To keep that yeah. in, in such pristine condition. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and so we have a photo here. Yep. So that's uh, one of the past masters. He actually owned a, um, a business in Zanesville. He owned a manufacturing business. So um, not like the current sitting master of the lodge at the time or anything like no, that? I mean, hey, no. if, if I were there, I'd try to stick my picture in too, so... <laughs> Well, and that's the thing. So some of these people, they stuck their picture in and they stuck their business card in. <laughs> and then they wrote on the back of their business card all their family members. So it was like they just wanted their names to be remembered almost. And so to me, that was just amazing because, I mean, I don't know if they had Masonic. I mean, I'm assuming they were Masons. Um, there were some that I knew that were Masons just because I knew they were past masters of Amity. But um, right. I think that was J.B. Hunter is that one. But yeah. he just, but some of them just wrote like all their family members' names on the back of their business cards just because they all wanted a piece of themselves in that into that time capsule. Yeah. That's a good businessman too. Always hustling, right? Just put that business card in in case uh, someone finds it 120 years in the future. Yeah. Yeah, and most of the photos that we found in in the box uh, were wrapped uh, in a in a craft type paper, uh, and uh, oh, nice. tied up with a string, and sometimes sealed with a, a wax uh, seal, which was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. That's good. So yeah. That also, that says a lot too about the care in preparing the you know the artifacts to be put in there, right? It, they just weren't tossed in there willy nilly. So that's awesome. All right, what else did we find? We found the green book. Found a couple yeah, photos. Found so, more yellow tissue paper. So this vase, this is cool. So this is a vase from made out of the, it's made, it's stamped on the bottom, the Zanesville pottery. So Zanesville used to have a pottery that is no longer. And um, it also had on the side, it's a cyrus. Green Commander, Knights Templar base, vase, and it had two coins with it also that were Knight Templar coins. But on the base, it had the word um, Louisville, or I know I'm pronouncing that wrong because I'm not from Kentucky, but it's, uh, that's my best pronunciation of it because I do have a, one of my best friends that works uh, with my company. She's from Louisville or Louisville, uh, but Louisville, Kentucky. And um, I wrote that on Facebook. So I was taking pictures live while we were during this event and I was sending them to our, uh, one of the um, uh, social media, one of the, the Facebook groups that posts, it's like a, um, it's like a news organization that does just Facebook social media mm -hmm. and they have 70,000 followers on it. And this one of their top followers, I was posting these pictures and I posted a picture of this vase and, um, this woman commented back on it because I wrote on there that I said, the bottom of it had Zanesville Pottery wrote on it, but on the side of it, it had Louisville. And the picture that I posted personally, I didn't take a picture of the word Louisville. I took a picture of this side of the, the vase and it had the word Zanesville right there on the bottom. And so she, she writes on the comment, um, I'm sorry, Tyler, but I believe you're mistaken. If you zoom in on this picture, it has the word Zanesville and all this stuff. And so I held my tongue and I politely <laughs> wrote, Sam, I held this face in my hands. I was probably <laughs> right. the third person to hold this face <laughs> ever. And I can assure you it had the word Louisville on it. I am going to be getting the contents of this in my hands and I will send you more detailed photos, but I can assure you that it had the word Louisville on. Yeah. And, and I, the details I her that I took the great. I didn't tell her that I took the picture or anything. <laughs> and I didn't tell her that I was the one that, that she was, she was using my own picture against me. I didn't tell her any of that, just, you know, like you said, it's, it's I, the I internet, right? Yeah. This was the thing. 
Well, wait. I have someone is added- wrong on the internet. <laughs> yep, I know, I know. I have since added this woman as my Facebook friend. Well, that's and good. I will tell you. I will tell you, we have become the best of friends because of that. And, Great. And I have since told her that. Yes, that was my own picture, and that and that you were um, wrong. I was using that, or that she was using my own picture against me. And I sent her a ton <laughs> more pictures, and I've sent her a ton more pictures of the stuff that she was ex- extremely interested in in Facebook or in the time capsule because there was a family that she was interested in the history of. And I like zoomed in, and I've sent her like extremely detailed pictures, and she's just. I mean, I, I'm probably her biggest fan right now because I've sent her a ton of pictures of close-up stuff for the time capsule that no one else has. It's only been her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yes, I'm going to give you all this credit because I told Zane Viral, the, the news media, I said, don't don't give me any credit for these pictures. I don't want it. And I really didn't care. Excellent. No, but that, that's a that really good find. to show you that not everything you see on uh, on Facebook is true. <laughs> I just thought what? that was a comical thing. It's like you know, I, I was the one that actually took the pictures, and right. yet you're using them against me. <laughs> but no, and you're not bitter but, about that at all. No, awesome. No, we're, no, not, no, we're, not, honestly, we're not talking I, about it days later. No, I, I just find it. I just find it. I find it as a good educational point because I just think it's. I think it's great. But no, but that's the coin. So that's the thing that says oh, the nice. triannual Louisville. Um, that goes along with that um, vase. So there was oh, two of those okay. in that in the time camp in the time capsule. So it wasn't that the time cap or wasn't that that vase was made in Louisville. It's a, it was made in Zanesville, but it was for this event that gotcha. was in Kentucky. Okay. So that's what those things were made for. And then the other thing is a pen from the Knights Templar, also or from the York Rite. Nice. So. How much are they on eBay? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've listed them already or not. No, no that, that, was a, that was a poor joke. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Don't think that's happening. No. No, they're priceless. No. Nope. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the And not any time soon. Not any time All right, so we have some pink but. blocks here. What do we have? No, that that's, a pill that's box, a nice little uh, from a pharmacist. Yeah, that was a pillbox. Okay. Yep. In Zanesville. That was a cool little pillbox too. Yeah. And the aspirin just expired. <laughs> um, actually, it's it's holding a um, holding a Yorkite metal in it right now. Awesome. So it doesn't get any more uh, tainted. But okay, we have another. That's the Y Bridge. That's what Zanesville is known for. Is it's Y City Bridge. It's in a Y shape. So, one of only two in the world. Really? At least that's what my parents always told me. They were born and raised in Zanesville. Nice. And that's also from the Commandery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing there were a lot of Knights Templar that were involved in the. There, there was a lot of Knights Templar. There must have been a lot in 1902 because yeah, the majority, so there was like that's what I'm wondering of the of the 20 percent of the stuff that was Masonic. I would say five percent was Amity, five percent was Lafayette, and at least 10 percent was Yorkite because the majority of it was Yorkite stuff compared to the individual mm-hmm. Blue Lodges. Yeah, the. Uh, like the amateur historian in me would be really curious about what the numbers look like, right? What was the, how active were the York right bodies at that time frame in that location, right? Um, because, you know, you, you see a lot of historical pictures, at least you know, especially around the D.C. area too, about the Knights Templar going in parades, you know, and lots of lot, lots of uh, pomp, pomp and circumstance. And so you wonder what you know what the the golden years used to be like, right? With the the amount of membership in the appendant bodies as well as the blue lodge. Yep. Mm-hmm. Literally thousands of uh, right, members show right. up in March, right? It's, it's just got to be an amazing amazing sight to have seen. And I don't know if we'll ever get back to those days, but that's that's certainly something awesome to imagine. 
that's actually how it was written in the newspaper that we found. It was written as a pompous event. Um, nice. So was that the was were, that also that newspaper in the in the time capsule? Okay, yes. maybe that's another reason why they wanted to wait a week. I guess we'll give them benefit of the doubt, right? Let's have them write up some good press about us, and then we'll put the press in as well of how awesome <laughs> we were back in what nineteen oh two. So. Well, not only that, they put a picture of the time capsule being laid in the time capsule. Nice. Or the cornerstone being laid. So you, mm -hmm. you got to see so the, the thousands of people around the, the cornerstone as it was being laid. Here's a picture of us holding the pin newspaper about to go into the, the time capsule. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else? Oh, so we have a picture here. Yeah. So th that. there's oh, the picture man. of all, all the people being around the cornerstone being laid. So, wow. Yeah. Me to, me, the, to me, that was one of the crown jewels that we found. Yes, there's at least a thousand people in that picture. Yeah, right I mean, it, you see all the top hats down at the bottom there. I think that's just, I think that's just iconic. That's just beautiful to me. That's great. Very, very cool. All right. So of the of the total contents that you found, well, while we still kind of go through these, which ones both, this is a question for both um, uh, Brother Reigns and, and uh, Brother Tyler, What uh, which of the items in there were at least the most interesting to you personally? Because I always care about the personal angle here. Like what's, what jumped out to you? What, what was special for you to see come out of this time capsule? You can go ahead, Jess. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, uh, that's tough. Um, you know, there were a lot of things in there, a lot of uh, Masonic memorabilia, uh, if you will. Uh, but I think probably the most touching things um, were, and, and we have an opportunity to see many of those things uh, when you travel uh, as much as you do as a, as a line officer or a, a committed Mason. And, you know, you see those things in showcases and in, in lodges that you go to. And so for those things, um, you know, it, it was like seeing another item. Uh, but the, the historical Zanesville items for me were really the ones that were the most intriguing. I like the idea of, of the uh, forefathers of the lodge, if you will, or the important ones at the time mm -hmm. uh, of the event. Uh, being a former banker, uh, there were the checks uh, that were written to pay for uh, the land purchases that they made and building purchases uh, for the site uh, for the temple. Um, you know, and, and to see that back in the day, you know, they didn't have modern staplers like we have now. Uh, they were actually straight pinned to the letter uh, and sealed in an envelope uh, that said, here are the three checks uh, for the purchase of the lands. And much of that was done before they had actually formed their temple company and they had gotten official approval. Um, so we had some option letters and, and some of those things. And so, you know, that that historical significance, you almost felt like you were there uh, back in the day uh, when those things were being done as, as you read through those. And um, I'd love to come go through uh, that uh, box of right. items that we didn't sort through that night, Tyler, and, and see more of those things because, to me, those were the most significant things. All of a sudden, right. the Lodge of Amity had reclaimed... Uh, some history that they had they had lost everything, and, and so here all of a sudden we're back to to nineteen hundred uh, nineteen oh two. Yeah, I mean that's that's fascinating, right? Because you're talking about something that could be very you know you know uh, just everyday common thing, very minutia oriented. But to your point. You know, you're getting a record of what was going on at that time frame, like you're with, with the actual in your hand record of of the checks themselves. So, that's that's really neat, uh, brother Dunlap. What was your your favorite or most inspiring piece of artifact that you were able to get? So, 
it was really twofold. Um, being a member of the Lodge of Amity, it was the history book that we got back. So we got a history book from 1840s or from 1879 from the Lodge. So our history from 1879 back to the beginning, to me, that was awesome. I've started reading that um, since it's in my possession. <laughs> and uh, it, it even goes back even further than that. It talks about how Freemasonry started in America. So to me, it's even more in-depth than that. And it talks about the founding of our... Um, come here, honey. Sorry, my daughter's up. It talks about the uh, founding of... Uh, the, um, you know, Freemasonry in America. So to me, that's cool. And how the Freemasonry came to Pennsylvania because we came from the lodge or from the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. So that's, uh, amazing. Come here. Come here. <laughs> and, uh, sorry. And, um, you're good. So kids are great. That's cool. That's cool for me. And then as part as the city of Zanesville, the coolest pieces were, so there's like a scroll in there that's the picture of them laying the time capsule or laying the cornerstone, excuse me, and the people of Zanesville at that time. And then um, we had a worshipful master who filled out uh, the stuff or who filled out a lot of the certificates and he signed for a lot of the um, the uh he signed for a lot of the the temple company debt, I guess, they took on. Um, Brother Goodlive, worshipful Brother Goodlive, he was a past master of the Lodge of Amity. Let me grab her. Come here. She misses Daddy. And, uh, and to me, that, that reminded me of me, almost like my obligation that I have towards my lodge and because I can see me doing that for the next building that we build mm -hmm. and so and he was one of the ones that put on his uh, his um, business card that he put in there it, all of his family names like you know his wife and his kids and he had listed you know who they were and uh, to me, that was just, he loved the fraternity. He loved his family. He loved the fraternity. You know, he wanted his family to be remembered. And it was a family affair to him, I think. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm speculating, but mm -hmm. I think it was. So now, I did see kinda, these. I relate to that a lot. Yeah, I did see also brought back up here was these uh these postage stamps that you started to talk about in the beginning before i cut you off yeah say, say a little so, bit more about these so those postage stamps i think those could be in graded condition because they those are absolutely beautiful um they look like the day that they were printed uh they're one two and three cent stamps um i don't know anything about grading stamps but i'll be I'm actually, next week, I'm taking all this stuff to a uh, museum, uh, to an art museum up in Cleveland that uh, specializes in preserving antiques, and they they do everything from putting um, old antiques into glass on glass to actually presenting, to making out museum pieces where they would put them, where they would make the display and put them in museums. So I'll be interested to see what they say about things like this and how to preserve it and what to do with it. But those I think could possibly be graded um, in the future. And we had those and we had some coins in there. Um, some of the coins are a little tarnished, so I don't know if they would be actually grade worthy, but um, we had, uh, it was just amazing how this, the quality of this stuff came out that it was like it never aged uh, <laughs> a minute. And those stamps were just one of those things that to me looked like they had not aged. Some of the pictures looked like they had not aged since the day they were taken. 
Mm-hmm. Brothers definitely wanted each each body to have a uh, directory. We we had four or five different directories that were all. I mean, they're all the same directories, but they were all. We have multiple copies of the directory back in 1902. Those photos. Um, you can see some of the people's personalities in the photos if you really examine them. Uh, some of the guys are laying back on the rubble, you know, smirking. I mean, those are all pictures of at the construction site when they were building oh. the temple and they were like acting like they were in the rubbish of the temple. <laughs> Especially that, the guy on the far, uh, well, on my screen, it's on the far right there. But he's kind of laying back, smirking on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, rock there. Yeah. So, um, I've had an opportunity because we put everything um, in plastic right after we pulled it out of the time capsule. So we try to preserve it as much as we can. And uh, but I've had an opportunity to kind of look at that up close and examine some of that stuff because me and my associate, we've actually been documenting everything that's been in there um, before I take it all to Cleveland so we have a record of what well that brings us to to my next question which is like what's next right what what do you do now with these artifacts that you've exposed them to 2022 air right and now try to see what historical significance there is try to you know catalog them like what's what's next for these artifacts where are they now where are they going and uh you know how do you hope to preserve them so right now they're with they're with me, unfortunately. <laughs> no, right now they're in my office. To be quite honest, um, they're under Before- lock and key. Um, they're in a safe place, and uh, I'm taking them to a to a museum that specializes in fine arts and preservation. And what we are going to talk about is what needs preserved immediately. What can wait? Good. And yeah. Um, what we can, you know, what kind of grade, because you can spend as little or as much money as you want on this stuff. So um, ultimately, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to do a consultation with them, figure out what, where we want to be on this, and then I'll have to bring it back to the lodge and say, hey, this is what the options are. This is what I'm getting proposed. What do you guys want to do? And then we'll have to go from there. Um, we promised some of some of these. I mean, we promised the city that we would have some of this on display. I mean, a lot of the stuff in the box is the city's, as far as it is historical to the city. So we do want to display it to the city. We want to share that this makes with sense. the public. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know how we're going to do that yet. And that's a good. But well, maybe it's the opportunity for. A- for a partnership, um, especially if the cost of preservation is prohibitive to the point where, like, the Lodge of Amity and Lafayette can't, you know, handle those those costs themselves. Like, you know, entering into a public partnership with the city, especially for those city-specific artifacts, could be a way really to showcase that, you know, masonry still has a huge place in the heart of the community of Zanesville. It's a thought. Yeah. Yeah, that's and a I was great gonna, idea. I was going to say the same. Like that again. Like you said, well, eighty percent of this was <laughs> uh, Zanesville related. Like it is a testament to the community, and more importantly, how masonry respects and is part of the community. Right? It's not an asylum amongst itself, especially at the time. It's it is the community. Right? It's it's not separate from it, it is part of the community and and really is a good testament to how we as masons should still operate today as members of society members in the community um and and interacting and, and being proud of our place within it mm-hmm. yeah. so here's another cool item uh which was a typeset uh tyler have you had an opportunity to oh, cool. examine this and determine what it's from yet i know it's english <laughs> Um, so there, it is an English written typeset. So in our time capsule, there were English newspapers and there were German newspapers. And there are, so Zanesville did have a German, um, we had two German newspapers that uh, translated as Zanesville, the Zanesville Post. Um, they were actually the great, great grandson of the 
printer of those newspapers was an attendance and is a mason um, that was there that night that they, they uncovered those. And he always thought that story was a bunch of horse manure because he thought there was no <laughs> way there was ever truly a Zanesville newspaper that was printed in German because his family always told him that there was and he didn't believe it. Well, sure enough, we pulled one out of the time capsule and he's like, oh my gosh, that was my family's newspaper. And he looked it up online and he found out he after he did some more digging, yeah, that was his family's. <laughs> so wow. that was amazing in and of itself. But um, so that typeset is in English because we have zoomed in on some of the words. Um, like we found like Cornerstone and North and uh, some different wording in there. Um, our mayor thinks that it's a letter to uh, Masons from our brethren, but I don't. I don't know. It could be just from a newspaper, you know, from a printing of the newspaper, and then they just stuck it in there, you know, saying this is how we used to do things. But uh, we haven't been. I don't know the best way to get a copy of that so that's one of the things when i take this stuff up to cleveland i'm going to ask them how do we decipher all this and what does it say and um i know there's a few of those bars that got misstrewed uh when after it got opened up but i don't think that it'll be that much to totally mess up the meaning behind it so we're going to see because i think that they're the way they had it laid out, I think there was a meaning behind it. So I think it tells a story. Um, so we'll we'll definitely see on that. But I I don't know the best way to figure it out. But I do know that it is in backwards English. <laughs> so yeah, if there's if there's a way to take a high res shot of it and mirror the mm -hmm. shot, that would put mm -hmm. it into the right order. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, or I mean if. It getting even you know a little bit less fancy, you could hold the typeset up to a mirror and shoot the picture of the mirror as well. Might be a little bit quicker. The hardest part is keeping that all intact. So it's wrapped in string, is what it's wrapped in, mm -hmm. and that's the only thing that's holding it in because it's individual. Like it looks like lead. I don't know what it's made out of, but it, it's really heavy, and it's mm -hmm. just individual little slits right. of. Yep. wording so it's uh it's very hard to don't keep want to compress with it yeah yeah so that's why i kind of want to say do you guys have a way to just transpose this have you ever done this before and hopefully they'll say oh yeah we we do this all the time and then i'll say okay you you just do it do this for us because <laughs> i i would be interested to see what it says but i i don't know how to figure that out quite yet all right. Well, we are kind of starting to wrap things up now. So um, let's head over, to, head over to Brother Jess, Brother Reigns, to see, um, you know, just final thoughts on how the whole event went. Any, again, any other things that were left unsaid and anything else that you wanted to share for the future of uh, this lodge, this this time capsule, or anything else you want to add? Yeah, thank you. It's, uh, it's absolutely um, an incredible uh, evening to be a part of, and and I'm appreciative of the the brethren of the Lodge of Amity of of involving me uh, in such a historic event, and uh, I'm only sorry that that more brethren from across the state didn't come uh, to uh, witness uh, what what had transpired and to support the Lodge of Amity. Uh, it is one of our original lodges in in the formation of the Grand Lodge of Ohio. And, uh, you know, I, I would encourage uh, them to continue to support uh, the Brethren of the Lodge of Amity. And uh, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of, of the Brethren and, and how they're uh, fighting to, to keep uh, alive uh, and to uh, be an active lodge uh, here in the state of Ohio and southeastern Ohio particularly because, um, you know, all of the all of the odds of sort of stacked against them uh, on that terrible night in january of when the when the temple right. uh had such an incredible fire and so um it, just a very humbling experience and uh you know certainly doing everything that i can to to help support them 
and, and keep them uh, moving in the right direction. They they have uh, they have intentions to uh, to want to rebuild a temple uh, in in some capacity. Good. And uh, you know I, I'm looking forward to to watching and being a part of uh, that unfolding. So awesome. Well, thank you, Most Worshipful, uh, for joining us and, and providing that insight. And for those keeping track, I've at least counted eight different square encompasses. So there's, <laughs> th- th- at least that I can see from here. So thank you <laughs> for uh, that awesome shirt as well. Um, but thank you for being part of that event. And thank you for your leadership as we uh, go forward into the next century of Freemasonry. All right. Uh, Brother Tyler, any other final thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I thank you guys for, uh, having me on here. Um, thank you, Worshipful Brother Jess, or most Worshipful Brother Jess for, uh, supporting us. He's been to a lot of our stated meetings. He's a, uh, honorary member of the Lodge of Amity, and we actually, I mean, we consider him a brother just like any other brother of our Lodge. Um, he's been a terrific help and supporter for us, and, uh, a true champion of our lodge, so we uh, definitely uh, thank him for that. Um, our hope is to rebuild, um, so we would like to do that in some form or capacity. Um, the owners, they still own the land, so maybe, 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 maybe we could potentially put some, a, you know, a building back on in downtown Zanesville, hopefully um, in the future. Um, if anyone would like to donate, we do have a website, amitystrong.company.site, uh, for that. But, um, that's, uh, I can just thank you guys enough for your hospitality and letting us do this. Uh, it was a true honor to open the time capsule and see that, you know, it wasn't a pile of dust. It was, uh, it was tangible it was something that was right that looked like the day that we that it was put in there and that was that was extremely hopeful to us and that definitely lifted our spirits and uh we were um that was a glimmer of light uh in this darkness because we uh definitely lost a lot during that fire and uh, a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that was um irreplaceable and that uh live on with us but you know the building is not the lodge the people are the lodge and we will we will get through this well said well said brother appreciate that what are you showing here brother reigns the new masonic it was a news release uh about the fact that uh, it had long been talked about that they were going to build a new masonic temple and they had selected the the site, and uh, now it was going to begin. So I thought this was a neat piece, and uh, is certainly uh, the, the the next chapter for the Lodge of Amity is is about the new Masonic Temple. So wow. what a way to close out the evening. Mm-hmm. Time is circular for sure. All right, over to you, Brother Jason, for your final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts, I think, are you know, just echoing the sentiments of Brother Dunlap and Brother Rains. Uh, so, so fortuitous that the capsule contents were intact. And, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, another, another thing that I think is very fortunate is the fact that, um, you know, the, the Lodge of Amity does have a written history um, as well that's, that's been published. Um, so, you know, even though a lot of, you know, virtually all of the history in the minutes, in the actual minutes were, were lost, you know, there still are some vestiges of the Lodge history between the published history and the contents of this time capsule um, that point to glimmers of what the Lodge was like, you know. 100 200 years ago and so i'm very thankful that those glimmers and those uh, those little slivers of views into into history um exist thank you jason all right so 
again, these are these are always fascinating. I love the it's like Christmas morning, right? But you have to wait 120 years to get to those uh, when you open these these time capsules up. You never know when that day is going to be. You know, it reminds me of a quote I've been seeing pop up a lot lately. You know, syn- synchronicity and all, which basically says, you know, that that true men will will plant seeds for a tree they'll never sit under. And that's what these brothers did, right? They they preserved the highlights of their community. And it's something simple as a, you know, 8 by 12, 8 by 16 type of uh, time capsule. And yet here we are 120 years later talking about the things we found, the things we learned, the the names, the people, the community that was there. And that's that's preserved. It's 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 a snapshot of time. And that's something that um, get, gets often lost and gets often, um, you know, it doesn't become real until you're, you're holding, you know, some of these artifacts in your hand. And that's really something special that, um, you know, we should be proud of for just general history's sake, but as well, more especially for this fraternity of ours. So I want to thank the, the brothers for coming on, talking about that event and, and what that meant for them. You know, I love love seeing all the pictures, and um, certainly appreciate um, all the all the hard work they went to, you know, sharing this with the world. So I want to thank you for that, and I want to thank everyone else for watching, and keep searching for more light. Have a good night. Wow.